0: What up, what up, what up everyone? Welcome to episode 10 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor, tell them Combo sent you. Today's show, special guest, Mr. Fomer Simpson, is in the building. Foamy has built one of the largest YouTube channels for sneaker content. He also happens to be my prep school roommate. We took a stroll down memory lane. It was a great combo to have, a lot of great memories, and I'm glad you guys will be able to listen in. Let me know what you think. It would mean the world to me if you share this episode on your social media platforms. Follow me on IG at one two combo. That's O N E T W O C O M B O. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Foamer Simpson. That's M R F O A M E R S I M P S O N. Let's get into it.
1: all my life been grinding all my life sacrifice hustle paid the price want a slice got to roll the dice that's why all my life i've been grinding all my life all my life been grinding all my life sacrifice hustle paid the
0: price want a slice got the roll dice. welcome to that's convos court man. thanks for having me many might know you through the sneaker game uh i know you through basketball i know you as a basketball player um i just wanted i just wanted you to walk us through your journey as a as a ball player, yeah. take us through it.
1: Okay, cool. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like you, being a young kid from New York City, um, picked up a basketball pretty early on. Um, you know, I think that – I feel like it's shifted a little bit in New York City now, although, as you know, I'm not there. But when back – when we were growing up, I feel like basketball was a lot more part of New York City culture. Yeah. And so it just, you know, I fell in love with it instantly and just played and played and played, man. And, uh, you know, I I moved around a little bit, went to some different schools, um, ended up at LaSalle Academy on the Lower East Side. Right. With some some really good players. Um, I can remember, you know, not knowing if I was going to make the team. And I can remember, you know, tryouts and. You know getting on the varsity team, and, and that was a big deal because at LaSalle, we there was even a varsity A and a varsity B team, and even the varsity B team at LaSalle during that time would have smacked most regular city high schools. So, um, right, basketball was different in New York City, high school basketball back then, very, very different, especially the Catholic League, um, right? So, yeah, man, um, I was there at LaSalle, and then I went up to Winchin in school, which is where you and I met, right? And, shout out to Kurt, by the way. Yo, shout out to Kurt, man. Hell yeah, shout out to Kurt. Um, um, D League MVP never got his shot, but should have happened, but it didn't. Facts, I'm, I'm kind of shocked by it, man, because he, he put in so much work, you know, even had a nice overseas catalog, and and yeah, they, they never really gave him a shot in the league, but um, still unbelievable career. I know pretty recently they just Retired his jersey um, for the Iowa Energy, which is which is pretty dope. That is cool. That is definitely cool.
0: He deserved. Yeah, he, yeah. he
1: put a lot of work with that club. A lot. A lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. A couple championships, definitely a lot of work. Um, so yeah, man. Then up at Winchenden, it was, uh, you know, it was man, the the level of talent up there was even a, as good as New York City was. I mean, now you had, you know, some of the best players from you know Chicago and you know Memphis and Baltimore and of course you know New York was represented well but it was uh that was that was the next step and then I ran into you know some different uh issues some uh some academic issues some uh some health stuff and it it, it kind of derailed me a little bit and you know I think a lot of players can relate to I don't know it it, it wasn't that That my love was—I never lost the love for the game, but kind of all the stuff that I was dealing with around the game was, you know, kind of frustrating me a little bit. You know, the the recruitment, the the, this, that, and you know, I had some—I had some nice looks. Um, Ended up going to junior college. Cloud, uh, right? Yep. I went to cloud. I actually was a, a, at a small juco in Georgia first because coming out of Winchenden, my, uh, my academic stuff, they wouldn't release my transcripts basically. Um, and so, uh, for money purposes, you know, I mean, we, I didn't have to pay, I mean, tuition up there was crazy. I was on, but they didn't offer full scholarships. Right, Like nobody was full scholarship. So I forget, what it was that my parents had to come up with, but they couldn't come up with it. And uh, so they wouldn't release my transcripts. And so that kind of threw a wrench in the plans, but uh, yeah, ended up at a Juco in Georgia, uh, shouts to them, coastal Georgia, they, they took a chance on me. And, uh, you know, I, so that was my freshman year. I played well there, started, uh, you know, and was definitely kind of finding my rhythm again. I was, I, I was feeling good. Then I, Went out to Cloud County, uh, which is, in my opinion, the best junior college conference in the country, the Jayhawk Conference um, oh out God. in Kansas, yep. and uh, and we actually won the uh, conference outright during the regular season, um, and then lost in the uh, in the tournament the, before Hutch, we lost in the conference uh, tournament to. Independence, which is on the other side. They had some New York City guys, a guy named, uh, uh, man, I can't remember the right. names, but there was a couple of New Right. York what, what
0: people should understand is that that level of Juco is Division One level basketball pretty much. At, at,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so much so that, so, well, I, I guess I'll get to that. I, 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 started, um, I committed to Youngstown state and again, kind of got hit with some issues. Um, that first school that I was at, some of the classes I took weren't credited. And and, and there were some issues where I didn't. I basically wasn't eligible to go Division I. Uh, Youngstown State appealed it. And NCAA was like, nah, not happening. And uh, so then I ended up at West Georgia. And uh, to your point about Um, that level of junior college being really, really good. It was being at West Georgia was tough. Again, West Georgia is a really, really good Division II program, really good facilities. They treated us really well. But it was, you know, when I was out in Kansas playing juco ball, it was every game sold out, you know, home games, away games. It was just there was so much Excitement around the programming. I mean, that's all they have out there. Like a Friday night game, and like, you know, our small little Juco gym was packed to the brim. So it was, I, I kind of felt like it was a step down. And that's not even a shot at, at West Georgia, but it, it, I kind of felt like it was a step down. Right. And uh, so, you know, it was cool. And then uh, for my senior year, so you can see I'm, I'm bouncing around. This is not for for the young players listening this is not the way to do it this was just this was just my journey but um I got an opportunity to um play the point guard position which is something that I wanted to do because that's where I knew I was going to be uh more marketable as a professional player and where I was going to have a chance to make money and I got a chance to play the point guard position and play alongside my younger brother young young buckets. Um, young Buckus esquire <laughs> yes sir and uh and so, uh, him and I played at a small NAIA school, and I actually led the nation in assists. And, and And he played really well. He was getting like, you know, I don't know, fourteen and nine a game or something like that. And so right. for, for we had a lot. Of, for those
0: who don't know, you're six eight, leading the country in assists. It's, it's
1: no minor feat. I- exactly. No, no. I, w- I was really happy about it, and you know, I was also was top five in assist to turnover ratio. So it was a good look for me. And honestly, coming out of such a small school. I had a contract uh, right away. Um, you know, even before my senior year finished up, um, you know, I had to look to go down uh, to Chile and play. And so, from that point on, this was back in two thousand and eight. From that point on, I, you know, played in some different countries. I played in Chile for a little bit. I played in Mexico. I was even in Canada for a little bit. I was over in Germany. Um, I guess for me, you know. I didn't get to that level where, and you know, as I I mean, you, you had a super long career playing overseas, you know, it's, you know, uh, were you over there for 10 seasons? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Salute, man. That, that, that's no small feat right there. It's definitely, man. It's, it, it's a grind, you know, and it's, uh, it's tough and, you know, you really have to be committed and, you know, I think Chile was cool. Mexico was cool. When I was in Germany, I was in a lower division. You know, over in Germany, they've got like five divisions, and well, I guess technically, like four of them right. are like pro division. You have the top top division, then you have pro B, pro A, pro B, and then that Reganale league. So, you know, playing in the lower divisions can can be a little bit frustrating. For me, it just wasn't a high enough level. There wasn't really any money there. It was, you know, me, me and you both gym rats. O- and- Oh, super OG. And, and I can remember, yo, you remember at Winchendon when we would prop the door open and, and sneak back in at night. I mean, we used to, we used, we to, used to do ball handling drills in the rain. We used to do in the snow. Yo, it's crazy because you were actually the only person I ever met that worked harder than even I did. As far as like, you know, you put me on to a lot of that stuff, like the two ball stuff. Like I was always down to play. I was always down to get shots up. But as far as like really working on the ball handling and a lot of the almost like the the i guess like the pistol peak type stuff right yes yes it was really really you who put me on to a lot of that but um so yeah man it was i was i was frustrated i was over in germany you know my body i was i was having you know some some injury type stuff some nagging stuff you know some neat one thing about that league i had a friend that actually shout out to average who i really he actually averaged 50 in that league in one of those
0: Reganales. Not sure if it was the exact same one, but they, you could really get pigeonholed in one of those leagues no matter how good
1: you are. You know, if you start there. 50? Wow, yo, salute to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he, he was on Eurobasket. He was the leading scorer in the world for any league. And, like, he he moved up a little bit, but he never, like, got a chance in Pro-A or BBL. I think he's in a different country now. Uh, I think Finland, if I'm not mistaken. But, but I mean, he could play at that top level. They just, they just say, this
1: is you. You are a Reganala player. Like they label you, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly, and you know, it, and it can be tough. So it's and you know, man, when you're playing in the fourth division in Germany, that the the pay is not that good. The you know, the living situations are, are far from lavish. You know, you know, to me, honestly, it, it, it kind of almost felt like AAU again. You know, oh man, you we know, just kind of, you know, getting on you know buses and going here and going there, and it, it just wasn't. Now I was able to practice with some higher division teams. And, um, you know, so that was kind of a good look, I guess, but it just wasn't, um, enough for me. And, you know, the, the, like I said, the money was funny. And so I ended up just coming back and, and my knee was bothering me at the time. So then I had, I ended up getting uh, knee surgery and then, you know, through the rehab and getting out of shape, uh, again, I, I didn't lose my love for the game. That'll never happen. But man, I I was just kind of tired of, you know, everything that, you know, I had kind of been dealing with. And like I said, it was kind of an ongoing thing. It seemed like I got to, you know, you know, my body wasn't feeling good. It wasn't getting better. And I was like, look, man, it's, you know, I got to start looking at something other than basketball. And right. Right. And then, so that's where I started to build, you know, some other stuff, but, uh, and then now I'm back, you know, Hooping you know obviously not at the level I was at, but honestly close to it, as far as my game goes, it's it, it's when I stopped uh, playing, I think it was 2011, and I would say I'm pretty close to where I was at in 2011. So um, you know I got other things going on now, basketball stuff, non-basketball stuff, but that's kind of been the uh, the journey man. Right,
0: so what you're doing now must be so liberating because you talked about the politics side of basketball and now this is really just straight you to somebody consuming your content. There's nobody really controlling the outcome but yourself, the work that you put into it. That must be really
1: liberating for you. Word, you, it, man, it's, uh, I actually never even thought about that but that what you just said is exactly how I feel. It's, you know, as a basketball player, you know, It's so frustrating having to deal with a bogus coach or, you know, teammates who go nutty. Like, you know, it's just there's in sports and in basketball, there feels like there's so much that you kind of can't control. And one of the things that I love about what I'm doing now with, you know, creating content on the Internet is that it's just me and my brother, man. You know, if we if people like what we do, then it's a hit. That's it. It's not, you know, I don't have a boss. I don't have to check in with anybody. I don't have a coach. I don't have any of those things. It's just us. And we're implementing and we're using the same things that allowed us to be successful in basketball is what allows us to be successful here. But there's no, there's not those buffers and there's not those in-betweens and there's not those deterrents and, and those obstacles. You know, we just put in the same type of work and the same type of energy and um, you know the return on it has been has been really really good.
0: Right. You reap all the benefits and you enjoy the process as well. So it, it's all it's and it's awesome what you do. I'm really proud of we talk a lot of smack when we're talking on the phone, but I really am proud of everything you've done and I think it's awesome for real. Likewise
1: mine and I appreciate that. I really do.
0: There it is, episode 10, Strolling with Foamy part one. Be on the lookout for part two. It would mean the world to me if you left a five-star rating and a friendly comment right on your Apple Podcast app. Subscribe to Mr. Fomer Simpson on YouTube if you haven't already. Combo out.